Yourselves, G. Yo, it's trust staff. My apologies. I have to run back to my phone. What up, it's Cam. All right, all right, all right. So we're going to start this episode. Of, I won't even say a little, a lot differently. Um, as you can clearly stay if you listen to this podcast, we are not only otakus but we're black and we claim to be black otakus of the culture and the culture being not just the anime video game culture nerd culture otaku culture but black culture above all and with that being said regardless we are all black men here all agreement we're all black men yes all right and proud and proud, very proud to be black men. In our whatever skin tone that we are, we are all pure black men. And anything that involves being black, we all feel a type of way about. And with that, we have to turn this clown into a more of a this clown towards the country, racism, coons, and the police. Honestly, let's just keep it G real. All because of a situation that happened this past week in the fortunate death of one George Floyd. Prayers to you, my brother, your family, uh, friends who are all affected by your unfortunate passing, your unfortunate murder, let's just keep it G real. Uh, due execution, to lynching, execution, basically. That's just, that, let's call it what it is. And due to police brutality of one officer, I really don't remember his name. I don't even want to try to remember his name uh, because I don't want to get it. You said what? It's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. He's a piece of shit cop. Let's just keep it real. And with that being said, uh, his death is very, it's, it's just another example of everything wrong with this justice system, everything wrong, how police view us black people, black men specifically. And it's just really unfortunate situation that happened in Minnesota involving this brother. And with that being said, once again, prayers to him. And we are going to dive into the situation in itself as a whole for like about, let's just say, maybe 30, 40 minutes of the podcast in itself. Because this is a very cultural issue that we need to talk about. Because in a way, how we as black men are viewed, excuse me, plays a role in how we are viewed in other cultures that we choose to be, be excuse me, be a part of. So mm. I feel like this is a very issue, very important issue that we should as a group discuss. 
yes, we are going to uh, find, we're going to give you guys the entertainment humor that you always expect of us as listeners. If you do not want this, because a, it's traumatizing. I understand, and it's like I look. All our mental is very important. So if it's like you've been hearing it, taking this in all day, all week, then be my our guest. Go ahead and fast forward. I'm not going to be offended. If you are uh, just a piece of crap racist who listens to this podcast, I'm, right, I'm rather just turn it off. I don't need to listen. Yeah, yeah. That's so just I was just about to say that. Let Let's set some preferences, right? Because I've been seeing a lot of content creators speak out, and then I've been seeing a lot of people going like, "Oh, I, I don't get political. Just stick to it." So for anybody who clicks on this and listens to this podcast and is like, uh, "Y'all niggas, y'all y'all niggas need to shut up and uh, stick to anime and video games," go ahead and fuck off. You click off our podcast. You can unfollow us on Twitter, whatever suits your fancy. Um, we're black. This affects us, so we're gonna talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not political. It's it's, it's 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 a it's an argument of basic human rights and basic human decency. So mm-hmm. that's what we're going to be talking about. Exactly. So, and like I said, if you want to stick around and just want to get here to the games, the animes, the mangas, and stuff like that, go ahead and fast forward 30, 40 minutes into it. And hopefully, we're not still talking about it. But either way, it's about to be discussed. So we'll give you one, two, three. Four, five. All right, you should fast forward. Game on. So, um, Cam, I'll let you uh, lead in at the entry. Uh, okay. So, I don't think we need to really explain the situation of what happened. Yeah. Uh, George, see, Ford, everybody at this point you, seen the video. You've already seen it. Um, I guess I'll start with um my stance on it. Um, especially with the stance of the protests. Uh, I'm for it. Um, hundred percent. Uh, for people who are going like, uh, and we'll get into it when we could talk about the the city black people. Um, talking about like, oh, this isn't this isn't protest, and they always like to point to Dr. King. Um, like he didn't talk about protest as well. Um, and especially when people talk about, uh, that's not the right way to protest. Uh, and I watched a really good video from uh Trevor Noah. Um, he was talking about the situation, and it was like, the, there's no such thing as a right way to protest. That's what the fuck a protest is about. It's about speaking out and challenging what's wrong. So there's no, oh, uh, you're not doing it peacefully because us as black people, man, we've tried. We tried everything. Everything starts peacefully. Kaepernick, Kaepernick, at first he was like, he was, he was going to sit down during the national anthem and an army vet, someone who's worked in the U.S. military told him Hey, um, we don't like we, you know, if you want to do this and you want to have an effect on it, kneel, because that's what we do at the military when we honor our fallen soldiers. We kneel. So Kaepernick took that advice and he started to kneel during uh, the pro uh, during the national anthem as a form of protest for um, black people who have fallen um, due to the injustice of our justice system. And y'all flipped out. Y'all white people was not going for none of it. People in authority, they was like, I can't believe him. He's disrespecting the flag. He's disrespecting our U.S. military. He's disrespecting our country. Um, Martin Luther King, peaceful protest. No, we don't like that. Oh, I can't, but why are you walking with children? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? We, we have been doing these protests for years and years and years. And there's a good video on Facebook. Um, 
uh, a guy by the name of Ace Bane, who I follow. He usually does like cartoon parodies of like Young Justice and stuff like that. One of the recent ones he did, he put a message into it because um, he's black, of course. So this issue speaks to him. And he was saying like, think of it, think of what we've been doing as having a normal conversation, right? If you have a con, you're, you're speaking it at a, at a certain, at a calm volume, right? And that person's not listening. So you raise your voice a little bit. Person's still not listening. So you raise your voice a little bit more. The person's still not listening. So you raise your voice some more. They're still not miss- listening. And in fact, they're being dismissive towards you. There's going to become a certain point of time when that calm voice drops and you start screaming. And that's what's happening right now. People are tired, dude. Not only do you have this, but you kind of have the backlash of the coronavirus as well. So in a time where all of all of these countries are united and people are going like, hey, you know, let's all stay at home. Let's all take care of ourselves, um, social distancing. Us as black people, we still have to face these issues of injustice at a time where the world itself is supposed to be standing together to combat this huge issue. So you have all those factors and you want and you're surprised that people are starting to lash out, burning targets and Dior's. Okay. And it is what it is. We're tired of this situation, bro. That's why and and you people wonder why we get out and we say fuck the police. Because fuck them, dog. It, It just is what it is. Like we keep we keep seeing these issues, we keep seeing these injustices. This isn't something that happens once every blue moon. This isn't something like witnessing a supernova or witnessing a, a, a star fall out of the sky. This is something that happens a lot. And one and like there's been a lot of posting of people saying this one saying that's really that I, it really sticks to heart to me. Whereas like um, racism isn't like racism isn't getting worse. We just started to record it. Yep. And that's a straight fact. Like. Um, and even going into that, because I saw a lot of people um, talking about the fact that the people in the George Floyd situation, that they should have went and ganged up on the police. No, um, that 17 year old black girl, because they found that the girl who was recording the video um, was a 17 year old black girl. She did her job. Yeah, at that point, she did her job at that point. She, that's all she could have done is to record that video to let people know about the situation, about what these police are doing in broad daylight to us as black people. Um, and you saw in, there was so much tension. Um, even when one of the black, uh, one of the black guys like approached uh, the Asian officer, uh, the guy who was uh, stepping, who putting his knee on George Floyd, he took out his mace spray. Can you imagine what would have happened if all of them decided to go like, hey, 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 get off, get off George Floyd. They would have, he wouldn't have been the only person to die, I believe. Yeah. Because they would have, what what excuse would they have used? I I fear for my life. Yep. So I shot him. At that point, there, there was nothing those citizens, those bystanders could have done. That black girl, she did what she had. She did her job and she did it well. She recorded the issue and she let the world know that this is what they're doing to us. At this point of time, at a time where we're supposed to be standing together to combat this virus, 
virus that we are still divided in this country. So I, that's all I have to say for now. I'll let everybody else go before I chime in again. Uh, y'all can, one of y'all can go ahead. I'll go next. Uh, in the, in the, coming from, for me, growing up, like, I've never had the experience to be in a room full of black people. And I've been around a lot of white people. Like, I've heard so many stupid comments on police brutality, on racism in America. I remember when, um, when, uh, when uh, Trayvon Martin was shot, I just heard so much stupid crap in my high school about their perspective. That's all that I hear whenever stuff like this happens, their perspective. Um, uh, there's always an excuse on uh, the life loss. Whenever there's a white life that is lost, whenever a white person takes a life, there's always due process, there's always the, you know, the system, all this other stuff. Whenever it comes to a black person, there's always death, there's always execution, there's always some negative connotation to anything that, that we do as a people. So in this moment, you're, if you're still saying all lives matter, if you're still saying, um, trying to find an excuse for that copy. You're saying blue lives matter. You're saying anything contrary to what's going on, I can't rock with you. You are for evil. You are evil. That is an evil thought process. That is something evil that is holding you. You have to pray God. I pray that that leaves you. That is a demon. That's deep. That's demonic. Because you're being killed. And it's not no, like, 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 like with Stephen, I remember when I was watching Stephen Jackson's uh, video, and he's like, what else can we do? Y'all acting like one black man died, and we just all of a sudden go straight to leave. We've been protesting since I don't know when. We 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 make we we make posts. We do um like our celebrities do stuff at events. We we you know things blow up on Twitter, then it goes away because white people like to forget. And so now you guys are upset because a couple of stores are being looted. Um, black folk are out and we want us to just stay inside and that like like I put it in my post on Facebook. I'm just like, you know, say a little bit of that. But if you have the continuous like, you know, the continuing um oppression that we have, being killed, all this other crap that we usually go through with a virus going on top of that and being told to stay inside and people being told that they're like losing their job. And then you have people in our community being forced to work on the front lines. While this virus is going with ill equipped equipment to deal with it. And you have people, you know what I'm saying, um, having certain uh, comments and connotations about us dying from this coronavirus. What do you expect to happen? It's like it's like we can't do anything. It's like whatever the fuck you do, there's always it's just you want us to just die in, in a little way. So I I'm usually not spoken, I'm not usually, you know, out there when it comes to politics, but like what can said, I this isn't positive. This is like this is a loss of the human life, the loss of the black life, and that's become commonplace. That's that's commonplace in America, period, and that's evil. And if you're standing for that, you're evil in my eyes. That's all I can say. Uh, I'll go next because I know Daytra might have a lot to say. Uh, same with the thoughts of both Cam and DC so far. Me. I'm just over. I'm just fed up. I'm 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 at a fed up point, and of just because like from like Trayvon Martin 
And I th- yeah, I was pretty much entering my adult years when Trayvon Martin happened, and then Ferguson, then Mike Brown, Mike Brown, Ferguson, just like that entire year of what was it, twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen, twenty fifteen, of just black death, just being put in front of me. It was just like it had it. It's just like I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm, I'm desensitized, but I had got to a point where I had to protect myself. Why I couldn't just sit there and watch black life just be posted every day on social media, just be shot dead by police. And even during that time frame where I was just active driving often, whether it is with my wife, when even during that time frame, we was a boyfriend, girlfriend and all of that, where if I got pulled over, G, I was shaking because in my mind, I could be next. Like that was a like that was a fear of mine, where like I can legit be next, and all of that, and I had to protect myself mentally, and that's the most important thing right now. I would say to every black person right now is protect yourself mentally, because it's because if you see too much black death, it's going to eventually affect you mentally, and you're going to end up harming yourself in a way that is not going to be good for yourself long term, but. I didn't want to see the video, but eventually I just found, saw clips or I just see the picture and it just really just pissed me off. And I just was just fed up. I'm just tired of just seeing black death. We already concerned about goddamn Corona and shit like that. Other stuff that's just going on in daily life. And just the fact this has been a really shitty year and just to top it all off. And we're not even in June yet. Tomorrow's June. If I, if I'm correct. And we've had a lot to happen this year. And to top it all off, we literally have a new police brutality case. And by the way, this is just the one that the media decided to pick up. We've had police run into a black woman's house and shoot her dead. Yep. In another situation as well. Prayers to those families as well. So in the midst of, and I think that was just in the midst of a month. So... Now we have one that is actually getting huge traction and huge media attention and everything that's happening is just, especially at this point, is just a list of just, uh, it's just people, it's just fed up, fed up in that energy that Minnesota, Minneapolis was bringing is hitting nationwide and is, and honestly, I saw videos, it's going international. So, not only is this country looking goofy on how we're handling COVID, now we're back in the spotlight on how the fact that, once again, we have killer cops out here killing black people for literally nothing, because if you watched one video of him leading up before everything happened, he was doing nothing, (laughs) absolutely nothing, and now we out here looking foolish again, and we have a present out here making us look foolish again. About how everything's being handled. And, every, and the result of everything that happened right now with the protests, the riots, whatever, is people's fed up. And the thing is, I'm going to add, it's not just black people. I'm shocked to see white people part of it. Now, yes, some of them are being freaking industry plants, as I, I'm going to call them. Because they're kind of fueling the, fueling the fire to kind of cause shit go from peaceful to I fuck everything up. Either way, 
it's not just there's people who are allies to black people who are actually fed up and people are actually changing top tides that's how pe- much people are fed up and starting to realize yo this is really a messed up situation people are fed up and there's no amount of caping for the police there's no amount of caping for these communities because also by the way that, y'all saying they turned up the communities some of these commit they're not the, the in minnesota they were very adamant saying yeah that's not really the hood that, that really wasn't the hood it, like some hoods were hit but it wasn't the hood where all the black people be at they were heading up well i can tell it was like the main city area of minneapolis and in other in other cities it wasn't the community. It wasn't the hood. It wasn't the block. It wasn't the black where black people stay at. It was the malls, like in Atlanta. There's no Dior in in the hood. There's no yeah. Gucci store in the hood. That just keep it all the way funky. So before you sit there and say they're destroying the community, they're destroying mm-hmm. ourselves. Exactly. No, they actually been pretty smart. <laughs> they're being pretty goddamn smart. I was just looking at a. a a video before we started where a video uh, where in LA where they're protesting. I think it was Beverly Hills. They told Ray J to get out the car. Ray J does not live around niggas. So to catch Ray J, he's probably in Beverly Hills. And so more than likely, yeah, that wasn't the community or the hood. If Beverly Hills gets looted in LA, LAPD is about to literally t- uh, have a ball, by the way. Um, Either way, point of it all, and then here in Chicago, it was downtown. It wasn't the south side, it wasn't the west side. Downtown. It was downtown. You want to know what the kicker of that all is? Is that it was, it it started off as peaceful protest, and then things started to get violent as soon as guess who showed up? Police and a few white people. Police. And a few soon white the, people. Yeah, as soon as they, like, the soon, but, like, the major thing was, like, as soon as the police started showing up, um, that's when, like, all like the violence started. And, like, a lot of instances, a lot of the video clips I've been seeing is, like, it seems as though, like, the police started instigating things from get-go. Like, people yep. were just peacefully protesting, and then they came in and was like, yo, y'all can't be doing this. Yep. And it's just, like, you wonder why, why we say, it, when people tell us, like, not all cops are bad. And we have people who, and you have me who I say, I don't give a shit. Fuck the police. Like, cool. There are, there are, in your eyes, good cops. In my eyes, I see bystanders. I see there's bad cops and there's bystander cops who are just Mm -hmm. as bad as the bad cops. Um, In that video with George Floyd, that, that Asian officer who stood in, who stood in front and was saying some dumbass shit like don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. While he sat there and watched his fellow colleague snuff the life out of someone who he's supposed to protect. Are you shitting me? And then now we have what I call um uh like you know what I'm gonna let Detro speak because yeah, I don't I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that for later. Yeah, I'm gonna let Detro speak first. Yo, um, no, nah, for me personally, I have had my, my run-ins with, with law enforcement. I've had threats. I had cigarettes thrown at me at a, a very young age. It has always been a, um, 
I never had really a good experiences with cops. And I, and I didn't do anything. I mean, one time, uh, me and my homies was playing, and we ran into an alley, and the cops pulled us over, searched us. And I'm like, I'm, mind you, I, I have a, I noticed this as more as I get older, and I guess it was even worse when I was a shorty, but I have a very, like, very asshole voice, so a lot of people think I'm being an asshole. I'm not. I'm just, I'm just talking. And, um, uh, and the cop told me, he was like, if you keep talking, I'm going to break your fucking hands. And I'm like, dog, I'm not even 13, but I didn't want my hands broke. So of course I shut it up. Um, and it's just, you know, we, and when I, you know, throw the cigarettes at me or when, um, when me and my homies was playing outside, we was throwing stuff at each other, you know, and he told his partner cop, he was like, you know, these, they, they not even worth a piece of trash they throwing, you know, stuff like that, not a scar nigga, uh-huh. you know? But I always had respect to anybody who, who so-called water protective service. So I never have, ever has been in a situation when I want to say, you know, kill a cop or, yeah, you know, yeah. you know yeah. things that they say. Or, and, but there will become a time when um, uh, it will become a time where when you can't bottle up emotions anymore, and that's what our country is kind of going through, you can't. Like, you know, no matter in anything in 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 history when people revolted or people went through, there has always been a, a debt that has been paid, you know. And with this, our debt has never been paid as Black people. We never got anything for the, the oppression that we have that we has faced and it's not it's not um it's not something that we can you know it's not something that we got tangible that we can say okay the 400 years of slavery was 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 okay the the 100 years of uh being oppressed and and jim crow was was repaid and now with police brutality and everything above all that is repaid we never got that and no matter how many times we 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 march, you know, what I mean, how many times we 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 riot, there's a sense of of white superiority to believe that they are nationalists and that they they don't owe us anything for what's going on, and that superiority runs through people's veins. And it's the old quote, like, of course, I don't believe everybody's racist, but if you're not an ally, then you're part of the problem. Yep, and and in the sense of when 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 the whole all lives matter thing and how that trends because people think and this is so stupid and I'm not talking about people that's not educated about it because there's some people black people who's not educated about the plight that we go through in which you know when we say black lives matter is more of a is more of a thing of saying you know what's going on in this country it should just be happening to us and we want to show you that when we get stopped by the police, before you pull that trigger, we matter as a as a culture. Before you, you know, you you raid my home trying to find a dime bag and shoot us in, in front of my kids, we, we matter too. And some black people don't believe, you know, don't understand that we're not trying to segregate or we're not trying to divide. But then there's some white people who know that's the message. They just can't 
they don't want to lose ground because they own police departments, because they own seats in Congress, because they are DAs and and and, and public defenders and, and prosecutors and stuff like that, because they have the high ground. And with that situation, it, it, it creates an unrest and, and nobody wants to take it. Nobody doesn't see Black Lives Matter is not just a police brutality thing. When I'm in an interview, my my my, my intelligence, my 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 wits, my grits that matter just next to God darn Chad and and and, and Shane, who's also interviewing me. It, it's 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 a clear like thing about race in this country. And for people to say it's not a race problem, it is. It is. Yep. It it definitely is. There's no way around it. I am treated different because of my skin color. I am treated different because of what I say. And it's not even about being political because this is not a political issue. If it was a political issue, there'd be a login transferred or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not. This is a, a human decency, a human right to be created equal. That's in our constitution. But it's not. It's not being shown. And it's a double standard. If I want to be a, a proud total member of the NRA, Nazis out of 10, Gun laws gonna get tightened up if everybody bad gun. And I'm a, I'm a believer in gun bring problem. Though I have access to guns, I, I never will willingly tote a gun. I never put a bullet in any of the guns I have. Because I think guns bring problems. I think guns bring unwanted attention. And I think guns make you feel like Big Dick Johnny. So even if it's my brother guns, my brother's homie's gun, if it's Roy gun, even if it's my goddamn Smith and Weston up in there, I... <laughs> I personally feel like guns being problems, but I would say this, if they see an influx of black people registering guns in their name and they'll be surprised. Guns, they'll be surprised and gun laws will get stricter. Uh-huh. And that that is a, a, a thing that people, nobody's, nobody's trying to take anything from the white man. We're just trying to have an even playing ground. Like, it's nothing to take because everything is carnal. Everything you stole everything gone. already. Everything is gone. Everybody's already brainwashed. We we're told that you guys discovered things that you that you you know destroyed. So like it's 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 nothing. It's just an even playing ground. It, it makes no sense that people can go to a state senate office with a fucking rocket launcher and not even get a citation. Folks with with a rocket launcher and two flintlock pistols. I don't even know why you keep that type of stuff. And then they was doing that to just say, hey, we want to go outside and get our nails done. It makes no sense to me. I'm, I'm honestly honestly confused at our nation, dog. And it's 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 a big divide. And eventually, I was I was on the ropes of saying, you know, no, that ain't gonna happen. There will be probably a goddamn race war. And will I say we are yes, because there's more allies than there is white people, but more blood will eventually be shed. That nigga jogging got clapped because he was jogging and he ran into a goddamn place. And now he's trying to find his past drug history or probably having an ounce of weed mm-hmm. that they trying to find a five niggas have had on them. I had an ounce of weed on me. I smoked an ounce of weed. But whenever like, a white person uh does mass shooting, oh he has a he has a history of mental illness. Like it's it, it's not even just that. The man's alive. Yep. It, well let's take let's take him to Burger King. It's it's a it's a weird situation that we in, and it's an unjust situation. And eventually, 
eventually there will be peace. Who knows? We're at peace be when our Lord and Savior come, baby. Or maybe, just maybe, that peace will come when they see the unrest of our country. I mean, of our kind. When they see that 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 this world and this society that we live in is is only made for one to succeed. And I will tell you there's a privilege. And one, a white man will tell you that there's a privilege. You can look at the Charles Barkley interview when they had with a white, I'm not today. Charles Barkley and some other dude had a, 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 um, a, a, what's this called? A, um, what is it called? They was with a Nazi. They was with a Nazi. And he will tell you that he loves the white privilege that he got. He loves the superiority that he had over people. And to, to be completely honest, he don't want that to change. Most white people knows that and they don't want to change. And that's why I call for an even playing field. Nigga, I don't, man, I don't give a, f- like, I don't have a superiority complex. You, you, you niggas can ask my friends about that too. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a personal belief of, like, I like being equal with niggas, dog. I don't like being the best one. Nigga, I, I, I play freaking tanking, healing, and overwatch. I'm about winning. So, like, it ain't a, yep. it ain't a, a, a thing of, 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 like, I just want to be better. And there's not a ground to, to take. Like, it's, it's so weird. But what I was trying to say is there's a, there's, there did an Epstein documentary on Netflix. And in that documentary, you can see how his privilege, his privilege, has shown out in which he dropped out of college and still got a job as a college professor. Name a person you know has done that. That's not white. And and it just, if you even look more into that documentary, it will be more of the things he did because he was white. And people knowing of what he 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 did and people know what he did and 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 um and and he's still getting away with it for years because he's white so i don't know when it comes to the police brutality stuff i would say anybody who's listening and wondering what to do in that situation i personally would say just keep what you're doing like one for the people saying jump a fucking cop I'm going to keep it buck. Can't that many niggas stop a bullet. It depends on how strong the niggas around you. If you'll be able to jump the, you know, y'all y'all got the niggas and y'all able to jump a cop, cool. But if it's you and Johnny Sue and you seeing Daquan getting, you know, what, fam, keep that phone out and, and, and scream and do all you, because uh, they shooting. That's, I don't want Especially Chicago PD. Especially Chicago they, PD. Chicago PD shot a nigga for driving off and got away. Chicago PD shot a nigga on the back porch but when he had a bat, he tried to run and got away. Like I don't think I don't think niggas know, but a gun can't. I mean, a bat can't stop a bullet like at all. Uh-huh. I can. We can try that scientific uh, hypothesis, but it ain't happening. So, all in all, I would just say this, man. Like you know, like prayers to those families. You know, prayers to the people who's in the front line. Continue riding because. Don't let them flip the switch, like Chris said, and say the black neighborhoods. Cause, nigga, I never seen a Dior store in my life. Um, and we work uh, downtown. There's, not a Nike, there's, there's a Nike town. I mean, a Nike thing in the hood, but 
Come on, bro. Ain't nobody trying to loot the shit on 86 and, and got it. It's the outlet store, too. So come on, bro. Yeah, unless you want some freaking hyperdunks that, I mean, some, not even hyperdunks, so fucking, what's them shoes SB called? SB dunks, nigga. SB dunks. No, SB dunks is the gun one. That's a low top. They they uh, getting a, you know, a revival and stuff like that. But the hyperdunks, the ones, the ones that people wear because, you know, they're Nikes, but then again, it's kind of like, eh. Oh, Cortez, um, Nike Cortezes. That too. You know, damn Cortezes. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, continue. Show the people that you fed up. Shout out to the white allies in the front. It did show that we just need a police reform. Ooh, like, a, a, a major. There's, we're, we're one of the few countries that don't have fucking a terrorist act across the block with polices with guns, every, like, who can carry assault rifles and shotguns and stuff like that. There's European countries where the police got to keep their guns in a car and their crimes are still low. And you want to know why our crimes are black people are so high? Let me tell you something that y'all probably don't know on the podcast. Wanna know why Chicago got a bunch of gun violence? Because in certain neighborhoods, cops come with all the guns they quote unquote collect and drop them in a fucking alley. If you, I want to keep it up, if you niggas want an illegal gun, scope alleys of Chicago at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, and you will find an AR. Because ain't nobody robbing a truck for a rocket launcher. Ain't nobody robbing a truck for an AR. Nobody robbing gun stores. Ain't nobody robbing trucks up the street. They're taking the guns that they quote-unquote confiscate and they put them back. Yep. Because it's a circle. Not even just trying to make us kill ourselves, but there's a circle. There's money in the funeral yep. business in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's booming. Yep. You can talk to funeral. You can talk to funeral. There's a dude who used to own a funeral home who, who, who told gangbangers, man, if you kill this amount of people, I'll give you this amount of money. And I, trust me, I'm not capping. It's like, this is true. You're getting some insight right now, people. Like I, I I know this stuff, bro. Like this is this is this is what happens in our city, and it's not it is not something that we do, bro. Like coke don't come from coke don't come from the states. It comes from somewhere else. But so happily, coke in our neighborhood. Same thing, like bro, we get in trouble for dime bags. Niggas locked up still for bud, and white people can grow it in their backyard for the free. So like it's it's plates. It is it's it's stupid and it's bogus. But at the same time, you know, us as a community, and like, I'm not about to go with them niggas of sin and, oh, yo, stop the raiding and stuff like that. No, keep raiding shit. Start going in their pockets. Fuck Trump. Don't go to the White House because I hate to see a, a bunch of meat on the floor after they gun y'all ass down. But go anywhere else. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's time for a revolution, as our man Kurt Franklin would say. So, like, Let's get it. Yep. So, uh, where we want to go next with this? Um, let's let's talk about the clowns. Yeah, let's go ahead. So, uh, the fucking Daytra, idiots. Yeah. So, Daytra, I believe you have a list. I hope you kept the list going because I forgot the right top of my head. I probably can say it. All right. So, I think I feel like let's go ahead and just knock. I want to knock this one out personally because this one pissed me off, and plus I want to get this nigga up out of here. Uh, internet comedian sensation Desi, aka the Hood dudes be like nigga, um, that nigga a coon. Uh, hold on, do I have that? Um, oh well, here we go. Shock Doctor Umar. Come on, play the sound. Oh Lord, have mercy, another coon. Yeah, we go. <laughs> um, I thought you go play my favorite clip. It takes a little bit of that white sincerity for the coon chip to act. <laughs> I need, <laughs> I need to add that, bro. But I don't have that one. But 
we there's a bunch of coons that came out. Uh, but yeah, Desi, he's up there. He pretty much said we need to uh stop writing and vote. Niggas been voting, and don't what well, the biggest L of not voting was Trump, but at the same time, Russians. Sure. But point of the matter is this, nigga, don't sit there and put pictures of MLK and them uh, marching as if that was a peaceful protest because a lot of they peaceful protests ended up in ass whippings, fire hoses, and dogs going pure Resident Evil on niggas, G. So, uh, stop. 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 Fucking idiot. Like, stop. So, coon right there. A lot of coon energy right there, my brother. So, shut your ass up. Uh, you wasn't really, your videos got stale. You was funny at first, but then you got stale. Very. So, Man, like, you bro, became, yeah. you became the King Vader of, uh, of internet of adult video, black humor. Yeah. Take, take notes from uh Ha Ha Davis. He always finds a way to reinvent himself. That's that's the internet goat comedian. Ha Ha Davis played 4D chess. He was like, this nigga's mad at all. Let me take my crown back real quick. Exactly. He started making videos. Like, you know what he was doing? Exactly. Ha Ha Davis Respect. knows how to get the bag and then he's smart with it. That's an actual funny nigga. But point of all is, that's a coon. Uh, Zach Levine. I'm not taking that picture down. Uh, that I took with you on Instagram because that brings attention still to this day. But, bro, I'm not cool with the uh, half and half coolness energy that you're bringing and all that with that post. It's not all lives matter and black lives matter, bro. Pick a side. And even though you favor the uh, the all lives matter side because you did marry not a colored woman, hold that L, my nigga. Uh, who else we got here? Uh, who's that nigga uh, who said... Uh, Rosa Parks should have called, uh, called a cab. Oh, um, no. That uh, and a fucking idiot? Yeah, <laughs> that nigga. Another coon. Oh, look, man. Oh, time. Lord have mercy. Another coon. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> like, bro. Daytro, you can start listing niggas because I'm, I'm, I'm trying. All right. Brandy Rhodes saying the reason she ain't say something because the black community never sent her. Oh, Lord Set have mercy. Another up. coon. Um, Chris Jericho saying this is not a race war type thing. Chris Jericho, shut the fuck up. Um, Hold on, we got one for him. Hold on, we got one for white people. You damn Neanderthals anyway! All right. Yeah, um, let me keep, I should have kept the list, shouldn't I? Uh, damn, who else? Kadesi, Chris Jericho, um, whatchamacallit, Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, uh, well, time to go on Twitter to see what I recently and see if that stuff getting reshared. Um, it's it's a decent amount of people, but as day trail is looking, and this this is let's go general with the sense. Black people who are saying stop rioting. You guys are all clowns as freaking well because bro, literally it's not like they chose to riot, loot, or any of the above. If you look at some of the when Minnesota, Minneapolis was just wilding, like. Like, um, like, okay, the nigga who was dressed like a goddamn Rainbow Six Siege operator, bro. Right. He was breaking glasses with an umbrella in AutoZone. He gave motherfuckers an alley-oop, and what did the community try to do? Stop him. And what he tried to do? Hit them niggas. So, guess what? That's not our fault. Some of that shit was an alley-oop. And once again, white people from a lot of people who were there said, hey, Things didn't really get hot until white people showed up and started looting. Then we was like, hey, 
You gave us an alley-oop, my nigga. So I don't really blame those black people for rioting slash looting. I don't really care either way as long as the hood is straight, bro. That's all that matters, bro. As long as y'all homes are straight, y'all is stris e Either way. Insurance is going to pay for a lot of it. The insurance company is going to pay. Some of these stores, all of the above stores, businesses, they have decent insurance policies. And <laughs> because of COVID, let's keep it G real. And because of COVID, some of these mugs is actually going to be prospering again solely because of this. Because of that insurance policy kicking in. So, don't give me that. Uh, like, y'all are, y'all are the part of the problem. Dead ass. Even some of the people who I'm just going to sit there and say this. Y'all encourage some niggas in Chicago to loot. Saying, when is Chicago going to get in on the action of looting, man? And y'all niggas are still on Facebook typing. Saying, oh, right. man, we got a curfew now. What Ask Scott Hall, God damn it, to the room. He tweeted all last night, but deleted it. Oh, that's Scott um, Hall, bro. I'm not shocked by that. But you, hey, you yo, a problem. <laughs> that Scott Hall doesn't shock me. Like, bro, he, he, he nigga, look at him. Um, but y'all motherfuckers is part of the problem. Like Daytra said, like it's a lot of black. Like, if you're not with it, you definitely part of the problem. And a lot of y'all are part of the problem because y'all are not fully with it. Y'all are the ones that literally kiss up the white folk, G. And it was, and this, and I'm just aiming this more towards Chicago people. Some of y'all was hoping that they didn't riot or protest because the city's opening back up next week. You know how goofy you freaking sound, G? Ain't like you, you was going to be able to act like normal. It's just now, guess what? Some shit's just not going to open. Downtown ain't going to be booming. And honestly, that's probably a good thing. Sit y'all asses down, because COVID is about to do numbers in two weeks. Let's just keep it all the way buck. So you, a lot of you niggas is part of the problem. And get out the goddamn mental and sit there and realize, hey, this shit is happening for a reason, G. Stop bringing that coon energy, bro. Like, I ain't trying to sit there and say I'm Dr. Umar in this mug, but a lot of y'all are really cooning for little shit. Shopping. All the cities are now open up. Oh man, we got a curfew. Like I was telling, like I posted on Facebook and Twitter, ninety-five percent of y'all that's mad wasn't going nowhere in the first place. Y'all where niggas still hell, broke. Where the hell were you niggas about to go tonight <laughs> on a Saturday and shit Ain't is shut down? Ain't nobody making money right now, man. Right. <laughs> Ain't no nobody bars open. Money. Like why? Ain't no Jeez. bars open. Still gotta wear masks. Open. They do it to the, uh, the Adidas flagship at Soho. Mm. Mm. Hey man, mm. Daytrail, bro, you it sent them to the wrong to store. Mm. Mm. You sent them to the wrong store. It's all part of his plan, though. <laughs> Brian was good to uh, us. All part of the plan. Hey, be that way. I can't give. Hey, look, bro. But point of it all is, G, shut that coon shit down, bro. Like, bro. I took enough black study classes in Columbia, and they ain't getting another dime from me. By the way, rumor has it, student loan offices in Minnesota. Y'all job is not done yet. Um, and uh, add P Diddy to that list. Oh, he had a whole he oh. had a whole revolt podcast with Amy Schumer and that other nigga, that white dude that should not be named. That everybody thinks is an advocate, but he just be taking money from you niggas, bro. Um, Sean King. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
<laughs> he had a podcast with them two. Amy Schumacher, all people, is just hilarious. But she, just, I don't even, I don't even know she had any type of like. Diddy just yeah. put people on there. I, for, I literally forgot that happened. I, I, saw, I thought Diddy said something, but I, Muggs was just frying Diddy for that. But yeah, we'll, oh yeah, we'll, Diddy too. We'll, he said it's not a race issue. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, he's too goddamn rich, so he fucked up right there. Oh, add Ti there. He called Atlanta Wakanda. Oh yeah, Ti Wakanda. Ti, right. get a haircut, my nigga. Ti's up there. Killer Mike. Is right. that Killer Mike? Cause he out here saying, "Y'all gotta stop." Nigga, you be telling niggas be about that action. Bank black. Nigga, you, 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 now you talking about you not about the action, my nigga? Shut your fat ass up, bro. That's why I run the jewels the most overrated yeah. album ever, bro. Shout out of here. Like, bro, like, coon energy, bro. I can't honor it, bro. I'm sick of it. Shout out to Randy Orton, though, bro. I don't know how the hell Muggs got Randy Orton to switch sides, but Randy Orton switched sides. Migos <laughs> Order is back. Migos Order is back, G. So, Hey, them Randy Orton clip compilations of them RKO niggas, the uh, Migos tunes, we bringing them back, G. We bringing them back, G. Put the belt on Randy Orton. I hope he beats Edge, uh, unless Edge uh, has a change of tune as well. But I'm sick of it, bro. You regular folk, get on. Get off, bro. Also, Lil Boozy's a clown, too, because he literally called the man George Smith or Scott or something like that. He butchered the man's name. And this goes to my point of literally... That when people sit there and say, we need celebrities to speak up. Maybe we really don't need celebrities to speak up all the time. We really don't. The reason why? A lot of them are not informed correctly. A lot of them have... T- oh, Lil Wayne. Oh, yeah. oh, Lil Wayne got a big ass. Yo, at the, I, I, uh, look, bro. If the fucking sweet bloods whatever try to come knocking at my door, G, I'm going to fight back. But, like, bro, <laughs> in all honesty, dog. That damn cop. Like, bro, I don't get he saved your fucking life from you. Quote unquote. He uh, did his job. From you killing yourself. He did his job. That's it. That's it. That's fucking it. Like, I can't explain to you how much I am tired of hearing about that nigga, bro. Who cares? God, Lee, that damn cop, bro. I, I, I just knew as soon as they said Lil Wayne said some dumb shit, I'm just like, bro, he said something about cops because that one white cop in Baton Rouge, Louisiana had goddamn said something. Yep. But Lil Wayne's up there. But as I, my point I was trying to make, people need to stop looking for black celebrities specifically to be the voice of reason in these situations. And I was explaining this to somebody on Facebook earlier where she was like, Oh man, we need black celebrities. Why isn't Tyler Perry, Oprah, and other people like donating and being public? For one, Tyler Perry is very public about these type of stances, and he donates very much often to these stances as well. Oprah is wishy-washy, fucker. So I don't really care. Beyonce and Jay Z, they do their thing, and we let them be I'm great. For the culture, exactly. They're for the culture as you mean, it mind gets. They, I mind they Martin Luther King. You said what? Oh, and look, uh, bro, the, the nigga that said Jay Z is the modern day Martin Luther King is a clown too. <laughs> Who said yeah. that, bro? Stupid ass. <laughs> like, like, gee, what the? Fuck? Like this. This goes back to my point. People need to stop letting black celebrities be the voice of reason in these situations. 
it is nice that we have people like LeBron, Beyonce, Jay-Z to be vocal. But what makes it really good is that they come off informed about these situations. That they're not only, and that also that just because they came up on money, on a lot of money at that, that they didn't go start cooning when it comes to stuff related to black people. Now, people may not always agree with Jay-Z in a sense, but he's been consistently pouring towards these situations regardless. But then we have the TIs of the world who make us look stupid because they don't come off really informed. Then people This is say, our conduct. Exactly. You have little boobs. I can't never the- say that to a southern state, bro. You sound stupid. And niggas probably got lynched in your backyard, dog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like, like bro, I, you, you can't say that to a southern state, bro. You can't, bro. It's like, bizarre Wakanda. Like, nigga, what? Like, like shut your ass up. Like, so, like, T.I., the little boozies where they just sound either A, stupid, or B, uninformed, and then y'all sitting there like, oh, my God, we need to cancel them. Desi, motherfuckers like Desi and all of that. A lot of y'all favorite Instagram uh, models I have mad because y'all looted Gucci and Louie and Dior and all of that. Coons. Y'all look up to these people. These are the people that this is why celebrities, are, I would rather them just donate your money or shut the hell up if you don't know what's going on. Plain and simple. I don't need to hear Young Thug's idea. I don't need to hear, I don't really need to hear Drake's uh, messaging on this because Drake really be sounding stupid sometimes when it comes to this. I don't want to hear Kendrick. J. Cole is well informed, so he can talk. He's cool. I don't really care about what goddamn Roger Goodell says. Because, nigga, you run the most MAGA sport in the world right now, nigga. That's cap. So I don't want to hear certain people, because like celebrities as a whole, because it's like, gee, y'all thoughts, y'all opinions most of the time come up from an uninformed place. Y'all don't be here. And y'all don't really be on the street. Y'all don't deal with it like as often as like somebody like us that's doing this podcast have to deal with it. Y'all have money. Y'all can hide from it. Y'all may experience it in a different way, but regardless, y'all don't really have to deal with it on a daily basis like that. So that's why we're like, oh, we need celebrities to be like, like, gee, when you look at the back in MLK and Malcolm X and all that shit. Gee, the black celebrities, all they did was just throw money and say, hey, bro, I agree with them. Plain and simple, kept the trucking. Now, I don't know why y'all want them to be vocal. Michael Jordan was never vocal on the documentary. They mentioned he they had a problem with him not supporting the black man for the uh, Senate. A big problem. And Mike said, look, bro, I just don't want to get involved. He's not informed. He was honest about it. He could just also say he don't fuck with niggas. Once again, I just don't want to hear every celebrity's thought. It's not important to me. If anything, it hurts because you niggas get offended. And now y'all get distracted. Keep protests. Keep the front people in the front lines being the regular folk who are actually passionate, educated, and went to school for the shit. Let them be the leaders. Because they did it for... They, they understand on a different level. Let the rich folk and the celebrities throw their bread and say, Hey, we support that's all I want. That's that's all I got to say in regards to that. So, anything else we really need to add on or? Yep. Um, this clown goes for all of the. I'll call them sedity black people. Uh, I'll call them the distractors. 
um, people who like to use topics to deteriorate from what we're talking about, which is police brutality. I'm talking about the niggas who say, but what about black on black crime? Black people are out here. You want to know what's funny? Black people are the only race that have a label for that. You never hear anybody say anything about, oh, but what about white on white crime? What about Latin on Latin crime? What about Asian on Asian crime? European on European crime? It's always, what about black on black crime? You want to know what we call black on black crime? Crime. It happens. Black people kill each other. White people kill each other. Every race on this earth has killed each other. So whenever we talk about police brutality, and this is a, this is another funny thing I, I like too, because people all of a sudden like to become mathematicians and niggas who got degrees because they always want to bring up facts and statistics. Oh, but it's only 1%. Police brutality, police brutality is only 1%. Black on black crime is a, as a higher rate, so we need to address those issues. Shut your ass up. That, that's just it. It's a stupid fucking argument, and I'm tired of. It. I get so sick and tired when I, I, I honestly, because I've been seeing this a lot scrolling through social media. I'm so, and whenever this happens, whenever an issue of police brutality happens, whenever we're addressing this issue, the first thing someone wants to say is, "What about black on black crime?" No, that's not what we're talking about. Is us killing each other an issue? Yes, and we deal with it. But that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about issues to do with the injustice of police brutality. Is what it is. Um, I also want to address this one thing. My mom told me about this post um, on Facebook. It was another side. Um, these people who the I call them sedity black people, um, where they uh, it was this one lady who went on Facebook and she made a post about like, um, we can't control the police uh, behavior, but we can control our actions, and that'll help solve the problem. That's the solution. I'm not gonna say the B word because uh, I don't want to get canceled, but that's a dumb argument. Let's bring up the case. I forgot the brother's name. Let's bring up the case where it was this guy who I think, Chris, you might know or whoever else on this podcast might know. The, the guy who was helping the mental patient. Um, the, the guy who was, uh, I think he was um, autistic or something. I forgot. But it, it was a black guy who was assigned to kind of be his caretaker. Uh, he was outside and somebody called the cops on the black guy because they thought he was doing something to the, the patient. Uh, and so when the police arrived there, uh, they told the black guy, you know, get on the ground, had his hands. He was on the he was on the ground, had his hands in the air. And he told the police, hey, whatever you do, don't shoot uh, that guy over there. I'm his caretaker. He's he's mentally ill. I'm supposed to be taking care of him. He might do something unpredictable, but don't shoot him. There's nothing wrong with him. And what did the cop do? Shot, shot, him, shot him in the side shot him in the side oh as soon as he said that 
don't sit up here and tell me that us controlling our actions are good is the solution to the problem because it's not you you the first statement you said is correct yes we can't control the cops behavior and it stops right there because we can do we can be doing everything right everything right and they'll turn around and kill us so that's not a solution so that's a dumb argument a dumb solution you know what's crazy because i was i was listening to trevor noah's statement uh he's it's a really good video he's from he's originally from africa and he was saying how like in africa the the way that around his area the way that they interact with the police they they're like on equal ground right um they they they're their daily basis he said when he came to america um the first time he was on a highway uh and his friends was driving and all of a sudden they started to slow down and they were like the and he was asking them why are you guys slowing down and he was saying because you don't speed in front of a cop or you don't go faster than the police and that shocked him and when i thought about it i was like you know what that's right like america is one of the few places on earth that we fear the very people who are supposed to protect us like that boggles my mind that whenever whenever i'm driving or whenever i'm walking and i see a police car i'm not it there the, the first thought in my head should be like oh, i'm safe but the first thought in my mind is i'm afraid did i do something wrong am i abiding by the law are they going to are they going to stop and pull me over like those are the thoughts that are running through my my head i never feel safe when the police is present and for people who have this this other argument where uh you have no right right you have you have no right to judge you have no right to judge all police because all police don't judge black people yes yes they do because that's why we have all these killings right now and guess what another thing police are paid to do their job i'm not paid to be black I didn't choose to be black. You chose to become a police officer. So the actions that you take reflect poorly on you and I have every right to judge you. You want to know another you don't know another reason why I have a right to complain and judge the police? I'm a taxpayer citizen. Mm-hmm. Every 2 weeks I get a paycheck and a portion of that pay a large portion of that paycheck because I'm not married in a lot of other things so they take a large they take the maximum amount that they can take out my paycheck heck i'm married and they still take too damn much (laughs) that money goes towards facilities like the police so i'm their customer i have every fucking right to complain about what they're doing so before you start coming to me with these all lives matter blue lives matter bullshit do some research because you sound like a fucking idiot and it it annoys me and it pisses me off because it's like i'm looking at all these like it it annoys me more when i see black people do it because it's like dude you're just as affected as i am and i get i get that you're living in a different tax bracket but like guess what if a police officer sees you and he's having one of those days you're black so good luck um and it's just it's wild to me right like it's like I, I 
I cannot believe we live in a country where there are people who are sworn to protect this. The police officers are sworn to protect and serve. And we have incidents like these regularly, not once every blue moon regularly. And the fact that like, look at um, watching TBH's video earlier, the fact that you can become a police officer in less than a year and their job is to enforce the law. And in order to become a lawyer, the people who practice law takes years, years to become a lawyer. Uh, the fact that in these all, then this has been proven. The fact that you can't be above a certain GPA to become a police officer. What's up, nigga? You can't, because like the the oh. reason why is that if you are above a certain GPA, you're gonna want to want more from your job, right? Like you're gonna want more opportunities, more pay. So they limit that amount when it comes to becoming a police officer. Um. The fact that military people from the military don't respect police. I was watching an ABBA and Preach video. Shout out to them because uh, they were talking about this issue. Uh, I believe it's ABBA. ABBA used to be, I don't know if he still is or he's retired over, but he used to be in the military. Um, and he was saying how when he goes to foreign countries, they have strict laws in place when it comes to interacting with citizens because being court-martialed and being taken to a military jail is no fucking joke. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> so, so they don't want they don't want those things to be handled. And so, what he was saying was that, like, when he came when he came back to his station, like when he when he came back to America, he was like, he was um, looking at some of the requirements that it takes to be a police officer and some of the training that he had to do. He said he thought it was a joke. He's like, "Are you serious? This is all it takes to become a police officer? People who have a great amounts of power." with little responsibility to back it up it is it's ridiculous um it was something else that he said uh, i just had it in the back of my mind um damn i just lost it um but yeah like just to just to kind of wrap it all up um this issue hits home heart, home to me because it's just like no matter how many times i see it it still gets me angry um i still get pissed off i still get upset um, and we definitely like we have to keep being vocal we have to keep we have to keep recording these things we have to keep protesting i'm all i'm 100 percent for the rioting i'm all 100 percent for the protesting do what y'all gotta do man to let our voices be heard because enough is enough it's been it's been too long g it's like it's crazy how like when you when you step back and just like look at it from like a worldly view that all of our problems of us of us that us black as us as a black people face is because of the color of our skin like that's that's wild like if there's ever such there's ever such a thing as like alien life right and like they were to come into like our world and would be like oh this is an established world with an established civilization right and they were to go like well what do you what are your guys's main problems we're divided because of the color of our skin. We all shed, we all bleed red, but we can't become, we can't be on equal ground because I'm light or I'm darker and you're lighter. You, I got melanin and you don't. Shit's wild, man. It, it's wild. So like, 
I say it and I'll say it again. Fuck the police. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, anybody else got? Yo, they completely looted a flight club, dog. Yeah, New York. Hey, some insurance going to cover. <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly. All I'm going to say is, hey, I wore a size 11. Bread Yeezys, man, bro. Man, they trail hey, wants man. the bread Yeezys too. Eleven and a man, half, bro. Look, Hit us up, man. That man, look, Chris. That got dog market gonna be so freaking booming. Oh, <laughs> yo, goat and StockX about to be cuckoos, bro. Man, I ain't had Jordans in a minute, so. Uh... <laughs> there the you go, man. Like, man, why is they doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be mad as hell walking in the store, G. He's like, hey, where's my shit? <laughs> You got to hold that, bro. Well, but, I'm working that store on their knees crying right now. <laughs> Nigga, it hurt. Hurting, G. Hurting. Uh, but yeah, any any uh final statements before we actually uh get into the stuff that, you know, what we what we here for? Nah. Right, I ain't cool. got nothing. DC, you good? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Y'all pretty much see them. All right. Yeah, on that, nope. <laughs> that nigga with the boy arrow, though. <laughs> Yo, you're the bow and arrow, nigga. <laughs> Yo, they mobbed that nigga, G. It, look, man. Yo, they beat the crap up this nigga, dog. <laughs> Yo, they did that, man, like the old man from uh, SpongeBob. How many times you got to tell you this, old man? <laughs> they got that nigga. Yo, they blew up his car. They shit out of him. That's wild. They got in that man ass, bro. But yeah, so all right. So if you're listening in, this is the one minute, in, I mean, one hour and nine minute mark. And we're finally back into the otaku part of the podcast. Welcome. We're done with the politics. Sorry, exactly. guys. Well, so enough culture, black culture. All right. So we're about to sit there and give you guys what you want. Uh, but either way, you need both. So hopefully, it was educated. So either way, Black Lives Matter. Black bodies matter. Let us be great. So, um, we're not going to do what we've been reading, watching, and playing like we normally do. Uh, I know Cam wants to hit on something specific, and me and DC have to rant off on domestic kind of Joe because I think next week is the final chapter. And this week's chapter was really some bullshit. So, uh, DC, how about the kid and play this? You go first. (laughs) You guys want me to do my, my, my impressions first, and then I'll let y'all slander? Uh, me and DC probably not gonna take that long, so we could. Uh, I'm not gonna take long on my impressions because I like I've only played like the first hour of the game. Oh, okay. So, uh, you oh. can go. All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, all right. So like, uh, so recently for all my Nintendo nerds out there, my Nintendo fanboys, um, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition came out this Friday. Um, it is a re-release of. A, the beloved Xenoblade Chronicles franchise that came out on the Nintendo Wii. Uh, originally, it was Japan only, but um, the, the JRPG community got into an outcry. and was like, hey, yo, Nintendo, you can make some money if you localize this game. So they did. Um, but unfortunately, it was like limitedly released in the United States um, as far as localization. Uh, so like, if you got your hands on a Xenoblade Chronicles Wii version, like consider yourself lucky. I would say. Um, I originally played Xenoblade Chronicles on the Wii. Shout out to the Dolphin emulator. Um, so, I, and I love the game. I, I beat it. Um, I did as much of the side quests as I could. Because um, Xenoblade is, I would say it's like, it's weird, right? Because it's, it's like, we, we talk about The Witcher 3 and how like it's, 
it's a huge world that has like a lot of side quests apart from the main quest. Zeta Blade Chronicles is like that. I, I I would call it the Witcher Three of Japan. Um, and it it's a it's a game where like literally just starting off after you kind of do beat your tutorial enemy, I got like twenty side quests I can do right now before I go to like the actual first official kind of story segment of the game. Um, and it's it's really good. Uh, I definitely would highly recommend you get this game um because this could kind of be a review not necessarily your first impressions really what xenoblade chronicles definitive edition does is it updates the graphics they kind of make it more similar to xenoblade chronicles 2 um which came out on the switch as a switch exclusive um it's kind of like it's more sort of cartoony a little bit bit more anime style graphics um they rearrange the soundtracks which some of them are good for the most part. But the story, the gameplay, that's kind of the same thing. They did add one unique thing called an expert mode, which essentially is the experience that you would get from discoveries or side quests. They kind of put that into a pool. Um, They don't distribute it to your party right away, but you can kind of like store up that XP and divide it amongst your party members. Uh, Sort of like Final Fantasy 15, where like you don't, get the experience right away you have to rest up at a campfire to accumulate it um so there's that if you want to kind of get into that playing the game um and then they've also added a new kind of like um story segment called uh i forgot what it was called uh futures connected i think future connected or something like that uh where it takes place after the events of xenoblade chronicles one um so for the most part it's pretty much the same thing but they did add a lot of good stuff um and just revisiting the game uh the opening segment where they kind of show off the world to give a little background on xenoblade chronicles 2 originally there was a war between these two titans called the bionis and the makanis um they fought for a bunch of years and then they wore themselves out and um after that, the humans began to form on the world called Bionis and Makanis, or I think, yeah, Makanis was like a bunch of machine people, basically. And so there was a war between the two nations. Um, but the thing is, is that the Makanis were pretty much immortal or they, they couldn't really be damaged by human means until it was this sword called the Monado, which was the is the only weapon that is capable of cutting up um, the Makanis. Uh, so you kind of get a war hero backstory with one of your future party members who kind of like led the charge and saved the day. And then it cuts to our main character, whose name is Shulk, who those who play Super Smash Brothers, y'all know who he is. I'm really feeling it, that guy. Um, he is the main character. He's kind of like the nerd um, of the game. He's also in terms of like roles, because there's roles within this game, like DPS, tank and healing. He is the DPS of the game. Um, and kind of his role is eventually he inherits the Monado, uh, shit happens in his, basically his village burns to the background backstory. And he has a, he basically has a, an attack on Titan, uh, revenge quest. Uh, cause one of the Makanas kills his girlfriend basically. Uh, and then he goes like, I'm going to fucking kill all the Makanas just like Aaron Yeager. So, um, the plot is, that's kind of like the base of the plot. It's a lot more deep than that. I'll tell it to you like that because this is a long game and it has it not only does it have a lot of main quests but it has a lot of side quests as well 
So you're going to be busy playing this game. And I don't know if they added more side quests or things to do because I've only played the first hour of the game. Um, but as far as gameplay goes, it's it's kind of like if you've played Xenoblade Chronicles 2, then you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Um, it's a lot. The, the game is very geared towards positioning. Um, so you if like, say, for instance, you're playing as Shulk. Shulk has a, a move called Backslash, uh, which, as the move implies, you deal a lot more bonus damage if you go behind the enemy and attack him from the back. Um, so positioning is very important. Roles are very key as well. Um, your tank draws aggro from the enemy, um, but if your tank isn't drawing aggro from the enemy, they're targeting your DPS, which they tend to be squishy. So, And then you have healers to kind of, you know whoever needs healing at the time they get healed and whatever but um say all this to say um because i like giving ratings the original xenoblade chronicles the one that came out on the wii i would give a 10 out of 10 i think it's one of the best jrpgs i've played um like it's in my top five maybe top three easily like it's a really great fucking game so if you have a switch and you like jrpg if you have a switch and you're looking for a jrpg equivalent of witcher 3 I highly, highly, highly recommend you get it. It's only, I think this game is only, no, I think it's, I think it's $60, but it's well worth the price and then some. So go out and get it, support this game, support this franchise, because I definitely want to see more when it comes to, um, you know, Blade Chronicles. So that's it for me. All right, cool. But yeah, I definitely, uh, I've heard of the game for a while. Like when I worked at GameStop, I remember we had, we had like super limited copies of the game. And, uh, so it's been out for a while, but like I've talked to somebody about it back then and they were really co-signing this, the game in itself. So, Hey, so can recommends it. And even to extent I recommend it as well because what a customer told me. So, but moving on domestic kind of Joe girlfriend, uh, this week's chapter, the past two week chapters have just been wild as hell. Uh, me and DC is both feeling indifferent. DC's triggered. Me, I'm just like, yo, I need to see where the hell this shit goes. But I'm going to say to an extent, some of my predictions are coming true. And also... I was right. Cam was definitely right. Cam was definitely right because you listened right. to last week's episode. Uh, you said what again, Cam? I said that they was going to be sister wives. Yep, and it's starting to look like sister exactly. wives. Shit. You said what, DC? Exactly. So last week's yeah. chapter ended with a uh five year time skip and this week's chapter goes into what's going on currently in said time skip where Natsuo ha- is taking care of his daughter that he had with Rui, his stepsister. But here's the nice little plot twist as both of them are living together. They're not technically dating. They're co-parenting. So, with that being said... Ozies. Yep. So, then, with that being said... You ain't getting no cheeks. He's not getting no cheeks. Bro, you are neutered. So, is that big simp energy, basically? Oh, (laughs) yes. 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 But let me finish explaining what happened in the chapter in DC. I'll let you cook. So... We see, okay, cool. Rui's still here. Here's the nice little yeah. plot twist. 
This nigga is taking care of his older stepsister who is still in a coma. In the sad house. Natsuo is about to become number one or two simp when it's all said and done when I redo my simp list, G. It's coming. Collision course. So in the course of this chapter... Bomb is up there too. Yes. Bomb is actually at number 10 right now, currently. Currently. He has ways to go. He's he's climbing the list like that tower. Um, So... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, baby. Uh, so, so yeah, so that, we learned that Natsuo is, uh, literally, him and Rui's taking care of their, their sister, and with their child, helping take care of said sister, of her, taking her auntie, and all, this is why I really got out of this, Jesus, this nigga Natsuo is really some, one of the most indecisive ass niggas I've ever seen in my goddamn life, and because... The fact that now he ain't married to his baby mama, he's like, well, I need to give some love to somebody, and I'm about to love this goddamn vegetable. This nigga, is, it was so much cringy lines where this nigga said, oh, man, her hair is so much longer. He's also saying this out loud in front of his child. And he cried. He cried. He cried, my nigga. And then, as we move on in said chapter, we get to learn what's going on with some of the side characters, what's going on in their lives. One of the most, the the, the, the thought of the, uh, who was a thought, they thought, homie, she is in a healthy, happy marriage. And she's a gynecologist. So, how that lines up is hilarious. It's hilarious. But you sit there and tell me that the thoughty was going to be and was the one that is everybody's happy for that is wild but bro then chapter ends so last week's chapter had Rui saying hey I do not want to get married calling off the marriage cause this nigga is clearly still in love with 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 Hina okay cool chapter ends with Rui saying hey here's a marriage a certificate now we don't know what the hell is about to happen we don't know and I am just like, yo, this is this shit is wild. And I need to end. It needs to end. So DC, go ahead and let your bars off. All right, all right. I'm gonna say this to all those who are saying, oh, this is great development. This is an amazing growth to each of their characters. They all end up in a better spot. They are better people than they were in the manga. I follow you. No, they're not better people. You know how you know how they're not better people. Natsuo, yes, he's in a he's he's a critically acclaimed writer, but he's mentally broken. You are crying over the corpse of a woman that you fell in love with, and you're lusting after her while caressing her hair in front of your daughter in the same house as your baby mom. This doesn't make sense. This whole sentence that I just said makes no sense. You did not take the lessons that you learned on your road. Your sensei didn't die for this. If he was alive to see you in the position that you're in today, he would he would scoff at you. Um, honestly, Rui is like that's what to decide. So Rui just likes to make decisions as if she knows uh, what's good for Natsuo. That's not. I mean, I, I guess that's a good thing, but I guess it's not because you don't consult him before you make these decisions. You just blindside him every single time. In the same panel that uh, she said. 
I can't marry you if you go back to me. She said we could break up. It's in the same way, man. It's trapped. I don't care how good or how, if you shed a tear while reading that, or if you smile while reading that, you tweet it. That's that. Um, next, the, 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 um, the fact that she's in a coma, I'm, it, 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 I guess it makes sense, but in, in the sense he could have just killed her off at this point. Because if he's not going to be with her, what's the point? I would have rather had Hina die so that Natsu and, and Louie get together, get married, and have a kid. And I guess you can have like that sad, realistic, over, overly dramatic ending. That was way better than so that he got right now. Um, it's weird to me. Like, at first, I like I was joking. I'm like, hey, man, you going to have both friends. But I was just joking. I, I I like Tina. I like the, the I like I'm a sucker for characters that have to overcome a lot of things. They get beaten up um, by life, but they don't take it out on other people. They still try to you know get love, and that's that's what I've learned from Tina. But I don't know what lesson the author is trying to tell me. So if I'm if I'm supposed to turn it into give love and do the best I can for someone that doesn't want me back, I'm just gonna end up in a coma and I can't wipe my ass. And I get my and and, and I do. Like, is that how, is that the message you're trying to tell your readers? And, and with Rui, you just going to blindside your uh, partner and not tell them, and you're going to, you know, not talk to them about things? You just want to do that? I guess, I mean, I, I guess they did talk to the little panel, but she already made it in the mind up. She did it. Um, it was, like, I remember when all those times, you know, the camera was like, this is, this is, this is, this and I, I was enjoying, you know, the twists and turns. It was entertaining midway through the manga. But you keep doing it till the end. At least have it lead up to something. I feel like you just did it just be doing it. So no one <laughs> Exactly. Yep. Subverting expectations. No exactly. I get it. She's like, oh, they're going to expect a hero ending, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a twist on it. Nobody wins. But they're still all together. I, bro, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I read a panel. It was like this. I should have put it in the chat. I'll put it in the chat later. But if you read earlier in the manga, that, remember that writing chick, uh, Chris? That was in the group, the president of the writing group. She liked the sensei. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that, yeah. There was a panel where he was talking to her and walking with her. And he said, I could just date her, and I'd have a way better life than I have right now. No drama, no stepsister, no teacher student, no nothing. And they had the same interests. And, she, and in the manga, she actually had, like, like it wasn't feelings, but there was something there. And, I, and I, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yes, the manga should have ended there. She should have got with her, and it would have happened. Because the stepsister stuff was funny and entertaining at first, but now it's really, like, I feel like, I feel like I got, I went to a water park, and there's this, like, nice fight that everybody wants to go down. Because it has, like, all these different turns. I get on it and I end up in a cesspool and, and, and garbage and I got my trunk stuffed up and I broke my teeth in the concrete. It's, yeah. I, I don't like this. This isn't cool. Um, you did this is, I don't know. I don't know. I would I prefer, I had more enjoy. Nah, nah, it's cat. Actually, it's not worth it. It's not the same. But you get me. Um, this, this ending making me forget. About a lot of trash things that I read because, because she's like full of my emotions. I hate you. I really hate her character. I don't like this. I hope not to rips that paper up that she uh, put in front of him, takes the kid and leaves. Ina should just die at this point because there's nothing else he can do with it. I like you, but he's just a vegetable. Can't do nothing for the story. That's all I gotta say. 
Yep. So, uh, before we end this segment, uh, DC, we should give our predictions of what probably happened. Cam, if you want to join in, feel free, because you was pretty much right. So, (laughs) this is what I think is going to happen in this in uh next week's chapter. By the time you listen, it'll be this week's chapter. But either way, whatever. So, that's just going to look at that paper. And he's going to sit there and have a flashback of like, damn, I really love Hina. Damn, I really love Rui too. I don't want her to go nowhere. Dang, I have a kid with her. But damn, I don't got no kids with Hina either. Wow. Hmm, what should I do? Oh, we get a shot at Hina waking up. And and then we sit there and get, realize she sits there and realize what the hell's been going on, or at least like they're gonna play the the classic. Endo was in a coma. I hear everything, and she walks up to Natsu and says, "Nigga, date my fucking sister because you got a baby with her, nigga. Please." Like, or, and or she at least Hina wakes up and realizes, "Nigga, why would I date a nigga who I got hit by a car for?" <laughs> She was a victim of GTA Online shenanigans. <laughs> Twice. Yes. Come on now, bro. And you want, and she, it makes no sense logically. If a woman got hit by a car for me and I proceed to fuck her sister and have a kid with her, why am I still messing with you? I'm in a coma. Five she years of my life is going. <laughs> she lost five years of life for that nigga to turn around and fuck her, best, uh, her sister. That's crazy. All the drama and all of that. No, if she, but this is not, but this is not that show. This is not that type of situation. So, but I hope that Hina has enough sense to be like, no, date my sister, marry her, make her happy. Your happiness is my happiness. I just want to be a big sister and live a peaceful life. Because y'all niggas is wild. And then we see Hina not, I mean, Rui and Natsu will be happy and raise their child. That is my prediction. Alright, my, my prediction is uh, Alright, this is what I'm is uh, going to give in and he's going to sign that paper because he realized he ain't got none in five years, right? And so Right before, like, you know, they, they fully, you know, uh, commit to the thing. Folks, you know, dude that's in jail, his term is going to be up, right? And he's going to drive to the, to the house and say, I'm a, I'm a new man, right? And then they're going to have dinner with him. And then he's going to stab Rui. And then Rui's going to be dying. And then as soon as she dies, he know what's up. And then he's just going to end up with him. He's like, since these papers are signed, you can erase Rui and he know it. Because and the reason why I'm giving this half-ass answer because I don't know what's gonna happen. Me She's always twisting things, and I don't know what's going on. So, whatever happens, happens. But I, I think the most wildest thing, and I guarantee there might be some sentence to that. He's gonna end up with both of them. That's just inevitable. I know it's gonna happen. He is gonna wake up and he's gonna end up with both of them. And he, ain't, and I guarantee he ain't gonna get no future. He must just. That's just the type of life he needs. Um, another thing I realized, though, is that if she says she can't marry him, what changed in these five years? And why are you still living? Why are you, you get no dick? 
My prediction, because I actually talked to her before we did this meeting. Um, <laughs> she told me everything. So what I think is that that marriage paper is actually going to be for him to marry a vegetable state, um, Hina. So, so, so Rui is going to be like, I got this marriage certificate because I know you love my sister. Um, let's hold a wedding ceremony. So they're going to stand over her corpse body. Um, and then they're going to be like, I now pronounce you husband and wife. He's going to kiss her. Now, now this is, this is the important part. As soon as he kisses her, she's gonna wake up. She's gonna she's gonna turn around and she's gonna be like, "These past five years, I've been in nothing but darkness. But the only light I saw was you." And then she's gonna grab his arm, um, and Rui's gonna start to cry, and she's gonna be like, and then they're all gonna gather around with the baby. And they're gonna hold hands in a circle, and they're gonna be like, "We're in this together." And then it's gonna to cut to the baby's going to be sleeping. It's and, a child. Cam's a child at this point. It's a child. Uh, the child, child's gonna be sleeping, and it's gonna to cut to Natsuo's room, and he's gonna be having, he's gonna have an orgy with him, Hina, and Rui, and then it's gonna to cut to five years later. And Hina is going to have a child. Rui's going to have a child, another child, and they're all going to be living happily ever after. And that's believable enough to happen. It's probably, yeah. So she's going to take, she's going to listen to this podcast, she's going to take a bit of each of our traditions and then do the opposite. Yeah. Or she could just stick to loo drawings. Mm-hmm. She was going crazy because there was another one I thought she was She was wild. Wow. She was wild with them drawings. But Bro. let's go ahead and move on. Going to news. So since we already on the discussion of uh domestic conjo and all of that, uh we do have anime news this week actually. Uh it's been confirmed that uh uh, no, it's been confirmed that Food Wars will come back in July 3rd. So, shout out to that. Uh, then, we have a confirmation that Attack on Titan new season uh, will be coming out real in, I think, in the fall. With a new design animator, I think. Who's doing it? It was. What? What was the new design animator called? If y'all remember? Forgot his name. Uh, let me. Make sure I have that information because this is what we do. We have correct information on this podcast. Uh, Mappa. There we go. I will I'll, say I'm loving the piece. Yeah. So, uh, Chris? I love, I love the uh the new uh the new animators for uh the Attack on Titan final season. Uh their name is Mappa. Uh they're the production company that is taking care of uh the, the final season for Attack on Titan. They dropped a trailer and I'm gonna say it looks really good. I like that. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it looks good. Like it's yeah. different, but I like it. I like it. I like the new direction. Yeah, so like I understand like the the original animators were like it was unique to what it was, but I like what uh what uh Map was doing. So uh Daytrail, your thoughts? Cuz you're the Attack on Titan stand here. 
right. I don't know how I took that mantle, but um, uh, shout out to it. I saw the trailer too. Now uh, came out late at night because you know Japan things, but um, yeah, shout out to it. I'm happy uh, that the season is finally come. I mean, the show is finally coming to the end. Uh, Want to see how it's gonna play out, and uh, I know uh, just just precaution to them niggas. This shit about to be rushed, but uh, yeah. It depends. It, it's gonna be different than the manga too. Yeah, it's supposed to be different. So I'm interested in see if it's twelve. If they say this final season twelve episodes, yeah, it's gonna be a bullshit rushed ending. Game it's, of Thrones, man. I hope not. If it's like twenty twenty four, go ahead. You, they should um like the the, the Marley flashbacks and the beard stuff, they should either go more into that or just go in a different direction because that was confusing stuff. It was confusing. It was pretty yeah. damn confusing. So I hope they handle that properly if they do decide to dwell in it. But we'll see where it goes. If they if they go twelve episodes rushed, if it's like twenty twenty four, okay, they, they, they using some common sense. So uh little bit of sad news or depending on how you take it the guy who voices Bakugo's uh, Japanese voice actor he is going on a month long hiatus because he needs throat surgery <laughs> makes sense and also he played like I don't know if you guys are familiar with any like uh, he also voices Ren Akamura from Blue Exorcist anybody watch that yeah. I do. No, uh, I did. Is he aggressive on there? Is it a loud character, like like Bakugo? Oh, Ren. Uh, I don't even. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me search up who Ren is because uh, it's been a while since I watched that show. Yeah, Ren, blue, like, I just want to see if it's a consistency. He did voice a dude on Hockey uh, You Nishi uh, Noya. That's the. Uh, that setter guy. He, that dude's not really that loud. Okay. So Baco's probably his loudest character. Okay, yeah. So that's so Ren is the, uh, silly me. He's the main character of uh, Blue Exorcist. Yeah, he's loud. Yep. I see why this nigga throat was going out because this is what he said. His lungs just burst. Yeah, this is what he stated. This is the official quote. I have been feeling discomfort in my throat intermittently for a long time. I was working while treating each time, but this time my doctor ne- said I needed surgery to cure me. I was diagnosed with it. He also posted on the official blog, I am very sorry that I will take a break from my work when the work resumes in earnest, but of course I will not only express the character as much as possible, I will also try my best to sing. I will concentrate on medical treatment for one month. Once Akamoto returns, it will be reported on blah, 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 blah. So... Uh, basically, Hirokoshi stopped making that nigga Bakugo a trash ass character. <laughs> All this damn screaming, G. Yeah, yeah, hurting people, bro. Bakugo is such a bad character that it's literally physically harming people, dog. So take notes. <laughs> so that's the that's Cam's thoughts. But uh, yeah, do what's best for your voice. Uh, as somebody, I took voice. Uh, I took a voice uh class in uh college because for one, I'm I was a radio major, so I had to learn. They do teach us, taught us ways on how to properly take care of our voices. Bro, drink more water, drink uh, drink tea, less pop, you'll be fine. Um, so yeah, and then, and this is this this news kind of blew my mind a little bit. 
So the Kyoto Fire uh situation that happened a while ago, the Kyoto Animation Fire that happened like dang near what six months ago, they finally arrested the suspect. Hmm. That's wild. They finally did they just not have enough evidence on him or something, or was he ran he ran away or like what they, what happened? I think there was more like finding him because they said they were they've been struggling trying to find him because I'm sure it was evidence, but. Japanese police is weird when it comes to certain stuff. And that's just me watching, like, just learning from, like, video games or just just anime. They're also just, very efficient, though. So Yeah, so, like, we played Judgment, so we saw the processes in that. So, um, so yeah, but good that dude's finally caught. Get him off the streets. Um, so, yeah. Also, if you are a fan of quintessential quintuplets, uh, they have a smartphone game. Uh, have fun. So off to gaming. Don't play it. Please don't. Um, you're less than that. Yeah, I think they said it's supposed girls. to be like a dating sim. Those are children type of game. Those are children, um, by the way, people. All I'm gonna say is this, man. When it comes to anime mobile games, it's a, it is a as me and Detro can attest to you it is a rabbit hole you do not want to sink into. So uh, don't do it. Even if it turns out that, like, from a gameplay perspective, it's actually pretty decent, don't do it. Like, literally, just don't do it. Uh, anime mobile gaming is an addiction. Uh, me and Detroit have it, uh, and we warn others, don't do it! So, uh, yeah, uh, fuck that game. Um, also, fuck that show, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh but because that ending was garbage but yeah so and all you weirdos doing that japanese comp or that japanese thing that they did i don't know if that got canceled because of uh, covid but if you did participate in that if it happened then you need to um i don't know do something to love yourself do better yep so uh, so yeah love yourselves 2020 bro uh into gaming Sony is having a press conference next week about the PS5 and it should be revealed actually. So Xbox fans, I'm sure you guys are ready. Got your tweets oh, drafted ready. saying, oh, it's <laughs> trash. You guys are probably like hot and horny to get your thoughts They got thoughts their notepads out. They they got they got like so I, I feel like it's gonna be an elite squadron of uh, Xbox fanboys. So they're gonna have they're probably gonna be at a Discord or even a Zoom meeting like we're doing right now. Uh, one guy is going to be in charge of um, playing the conference uh, so that people can see it. Another guy is going to be in charge of taking notes. Um, and another guy is going to be tra- in charge of simultaneously looking at the notes that the one guy is taking and um, tweeting about it. Uh, and then one guy is going to be in charge of using a socket account to basically inflate that tweet and respond to people who are going to say stuff about like, oh, wow, this PS5 actually looks pretty decent. He's going to be the one guy who goes like trolling, like, yo, this shit is ass, Xbox for the win, type of shit like that. So I think that's what's going to be the majority of the Xbox fans are going to be doing. Like I said, I'm looking forward to it just because, listen, and and for people, and for Xbox niggas, it's going to be like, oh, you PS4 uh, tards, PS4 PS4 or Sony fanboys, Sony soy boys. Y'all gonna be uh slurping this comp this this uh conference up? No, trust me. If Sony fumbles this, 
after what Xbox did, you will hear hell. You will hear hellfire from us at the Buckle Talk. Oh, definitely. Because definitely. While I am, I, I'll admit it. I'm a Sony fanboy. I, I will admit it. But uh, getting on this platform, I started to be a little bit more fair when it comes to all gaming, gaming platform or culture platforms in general. If it's bad, I'm gonna call it bad. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. And if the Xbox turns out to be the best damn thing in in this generation, it freaking destroys Nintendo and it destroys Sony. Hey, is what That's it nice. is. But I'm at, still the, playing at PS5. the end, of, at the end of the day, because I love console wars, just because it's that type of toxicity that brings us together. Um, but I'll say that at the end of the day, it's a source of entertainment. Um, and whether you like it or not is up to you. Um, but I'd say um, for us as gamers, what we should be doing as far as what, looking forward to this PS, this Sony conference is, nigga, what about them games? That's it. The controller look decent. The 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 PS4 can look decent um, aesthetics wise, but I'm looking for first party exclusives, third party exclusives. I'm looking for a reason to buy your system. So if I don't see that, also, but did they did they advertise that they're going to be showing games? Or they didn't not? really mention wanna... it. Was mainly uh, they actually revealing the PS5 in itself. Okay, all right. Still to the point though. If they if what they advertise is not what they're showing, then that's when you can be like, yo, you know, fuck Sony. So and also Sony, this is uh, this is for you. Y'all been looking real bad in the light. <laughs> with this whole Naughty Dog situation and uh, Last of Us 2 situation. This is your chance to um, reel back and gain some uh, and gain some positivity for your PR. So um, yeah. hopefully, I, I, I want to, my expectations is I, I'm hoping this is good. I'm hoping that I look at this and go like, damn, I'm going to finna pre-order a PS5 as soon as I get notice of it. So that's it for me. Uh, yeah, for me, same as Cam, like uh, I'm, I, I won't really put my bias fully to the side, of course, but I am looking like I'm not one of those people that really care. Like if it's just plainly the system, I don't like. Yeah, the Xbox X looks like a damn uh, cheese grater. It do. I can't get away with that. But if the PS, like I don't really care about design because as long as I can pick it up and take it to point A to point B to the land party. That's all that matters to me, bro. As somebody that had the fat PS3, I don't want that. But, like, the PS4 is easy to move around. I want something able to move around. I want something where, like, like it's just easy to get around. Also, in just specific more specs as well that we want to learn. Like, that's more I'm into. Now, if we get some games, that's a bonus to me. So, like, and, that's all that, and also the price. I think we might get a price as well. And either way, I'm pre-ordering. And I'm pretty much going to pour what a hundred each each time I can. But either way, those main things I'm looking for is price and actually how to get how, the design of it. Like, like that's all that matters to me. Like, if if it's trash and they fumble it, yeah, we're going to slander it. But I'm still more likely going to get a PS5 first either way. So, me too. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, DC Daytrail. Um, I, I'm also on the side regardless because I got a uh, PlayStation for it. So hopefully y'all don't actually. I'm not banning Xbox. 
All right, there we go. <laughs> All right, there we go. Moving on. Also, while we're on topic of PlayStation, free games for the month of June. World War Two, <laughs> Call of Duty. Um, that is free. Uh, then a game that really caused some controversy in the party chat today. Star Wars Battlefront Two will be free. I'm toxic, <laughs> nigga. I'm toxic, nigga. Yeah, fuck, fuck that shit. Fuck Star Wars Battlefront Two. If you like Star Wars Battlefront Two, I don't give a shit if you listen to it. Fuck that. Um, uh, World War Two. I'm interested in that game solely because shout out to uh. 402 Thunder. Um, he he does like mainly Call of Duty stuff, and like I do, I know that they had like an overhaul, and like he said, the game is actually decent. So I might I might give that a shot, uh, especially since it's free and it's a squad game, so it can yeah. be a potential pull up for us. Um, but Star Wars Battlefront Two, uh, like I said from Jump, hey, nigga, they they came in there with a clear goal to monetize and milk the shit out of the Star Wars. Wars community, which is not a bad thing because it's business, but they did it in a very bad way with microtransactions. So, yeah. Um, and to slightly address the issue um, for our concerned viewers out there, um, microtransactions don't are not necessary for a company to continue to uh, monetize, uh, monetize the game. So with Star Wars Battlefront 2, even if they didn't have microtransactions it's not like all their employees are going home um and they can only afford to eat off the dollar menu at mcdonald's they'll be fine so just i say all that to say fuck battlefront 2 i'm not i'll add it to my library because it's free but i'm not gonna play that shit but i will check out call of duty because it should be dropping this week right chris it's already. It's been like it was already. Oh, it's free. already here. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that, like, yeah, I mean, I download it this week. Yeah. I download it, and uh, we'll. I guess we'll we'll all play it and see how we feel about it. If it, if we get on here and I say I already deleted that shit, then you already know what it is. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not playing Battlefront Two. I refuse. Yep. So that's that. And then Bandai Namco has said they are canceling all fighting circuits for their fighting games. Those fighting games primarily being Tekken. Dragon Ball Z Fighters, and it was another game. I forgot what other game was, but so, but they said they will be having online events to kind of replace those the fighting championships and stuff. That online was going to happen. events. When your servers are garbage, good luck with that. Have fun. <laughs> shout out to the shout out to the lag switches G, that we're going to see. Um, and final piece of gaming news is. NFL owners have once again given EA exclusive rights to Madden for another five years. So, I'm going to say this real quick. And this is going to be real quick. I learned something off this. I did not know the NFL owners had that type of power. I thought it was EA that said, hey, NFL, here's a bunch of money. Let us uh, be the only people that make uh, the, the simulation. Keyword in this simulated football, realistic football game. And the NFL said yes. I did not know the NFL owners had power like that to say, yeah, let EA keep going. I did not know that. I did not know that. So that's really freaking interesting. So when you guys sit there and say, oh, it's EA's fault, it's actually the NFL owners' fault. The same people that got Colin Kaepernick out the league. So it all makes sense. It all makes sense in the grand scheme of things. 
Do I agree with it? No, not really, because it'd be nice to have the EA gets the competition. But if you have a problem, talk to Jerry Jones. Another thing is that they added um, on the tweet that I had saw that announced it was they said that for it's it's up until 2020, 2025 with a possibility of them extending it based off of monetary value, which means that now <laughs> I, I, I went into I already went into this rant. I've already spoke about this issue that gamer boycotts are y'all niggas can't do shit because y'all suck. When it comes to stuff like that but honestly like and i can't say it enough speak with your wallets because a yeah. lot of people who are like oh man i hate i hate this um ea ruins nfl like madden has been trashed these past couple years um they're removing features and then re-adding it as new features you have the mutt mode and all this other stuff the customization is limited all of those complaints but yet again when once the year rolls up y'all the first niggas in line to buy the new the new madden if you don't want this to continue, because they said it, it, they said it in like when they were announcing it that like it could extend based off of their the monetary gain that they get from these games. Uh-huh. Don't support the game. The next Madden, the next Maddens that come out for these past five years, if they do bad, the NFL is going to be like, "Hey man, EA, you fumbled the bag. 2K, hey, hey 2K, what you doing? Y'all, y'all want some football games?" Then, then that's where you can get the competition and maybe EA will set their game up. But this is just, all I'm going to say is money talks and wallets talk. So if y'all want change, speak with your wallets. Yep. Plain and simple. And I'm a prime example. I love football. I love football games a lot. Madden was, one of the, was my first sports game. It wasn't basketball. I have been two, three years uh, not purchasing Madden Strong. And I was very close this year, very close to buying it on, on sale. But I want EA to earn me. I'm like a black woman trying to uh, earn me. Earn me, my nigga. So you have five years. Because I would love to play football games again, but I'm not falling for the jig. I'm just not. So... Y'all have y'all yeah, you're on the clock again. But it's very interesting. I did not know the NFL owners had that type of power. And make I gotta look and see if the NBA owners had that same type of power. But I don't think they really care. It's just EA can't make a capable basketball game. So um that's that. Um that's really it. Unless you guys want we unless we want to laugh at Zero stands for the next uh ten minutes. Man, I ain't even in the mood today. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Uh, all i'm gonna say all i'm gonna say in that issue is this um because i got i actually got into contact with oda just before i got into contact with the person who does um uh domestic conager i actually have really deep connections so like if y'all if y'all want you know look me up but i was talking to oda and i was like oda i can't believe you allowed a character such as zoro to take damage like i i like that that shit doesn't fly with me so like i i was speaking on the behalf of these zoro fanboys because i was like yo zoro's a perfect character he can't take damage because if he takes damage my ego gets hurt and i end up cutting myself so you know like i always like zoro got cut across the chest and i was tempted to cut an x across my chest because zoro is, is my god and savior so Oda was like yo dude calm down i got something to tell you 
I was like, what, what is it, Oda? I was like, who's the main character of One Piece? I was like, oh, that's simple, Monkey D. Luffy. Uh, and he, he was like, uh, isn't, is Zoro, isn't Zoro a part of uh, Luffy's crew because he's a main character? And I was like, yeah, you're right. He's part of the Straw Hat Pirates. He's the number two, right? He's like, the, he has a goal to become the strongest swordsman. He was like, did you watch Naruto? And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I did watch Naruto. He's like, what did Naruto do? He's like, Naruto said from first episode, he wanted to become Okage. And then he's like, what, what happened at the end of Naruto? And I was like, oh shit. He became the Hokage. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Oda, what are you trying to tell me? He was like, what does Monkey D. Luffy, Luffy want to become? And he was like, I was like, he wants to become the Pirate King. So, so he was like, he told me like he, he unfolded the napkin because we were on a Zoom call. Uh, and so he showed me the napkin. And he was like, dude, guess what? At the end of One Piece, Monkey D. Luffy becomes Pirate King. And I, I almost left the meeting. Like I damn near threw my controller because I was playing fighters at the time, practicing some combos. And I was like, holy shit. Are you telling me that Monkey D. Luffy from the first episode of One Piece said he's, he wants to become the Pirate King and at the end of One Piece he's going to become the Pirate King? I was like, dude, Oda, whole, I, I, now I know why One Piece is like the number one best-selling manga and he has his own little section of Universal Studios. And then he was like, but guess what? It doesn't end there. And I was like, dude, no way. You already blown my mind. What are you talking about? He was like, Ronora Zoro? What does he want to do? I was like, he wants to defeat Mihawk and become the greatest swordsman to ever live. And I was like, Oda, don't tell me. Don't tell me. And he was like, guess what? And then he showed me this specific panel on this um, on this napkin of Zoro wielding uh, Mihawk's blade. And he was like, Zoro becomes the strongest swordsman in the One Piece verse. And I fainted. Oh, uh, I don't remember what happened next. I think Oda disconnected from the call. But I was like, are you shitting me? What? Zoro becomes... I, I was like, no way. Like, I, I thought, like, freaking, like, Usopp was going to become the Pirate King and Chopper was going to become the, the number one swordsman. So I say this to say, Zoro fanboys, I spoke on your behalf. And don't worry. Oda's got Zoro's back. So that's all I got to say about that. Hey, man. Oh man, Cam Cam's been so accurate so far with the predictions, G. So he he's he's connected, bro. He's connected. Saying, G, man. I haven't been wrong yet. So so yeah, listen bro, to him. Exactly, y'all better take him seriously, G. Like on the real. Uh, DC, anything you want to uh, add before? Uh, I'm gonna say this: that the game killing time. Y'all need to stop. <laughs> Just today. The shrine you got in your fucking closet, it ain't gonna happen. So I like that shit. I ain't put no more energy to it. Y'all know what y'all do. Y'all stand a loser. Mm. Got got washed by a DJ, man. That's all I gotta say. Hey, man. All I can say is, like, bro. Y'all looking funny in the light, G. That's all I can really say, bro. Like, every character takes L's in animes, G. He's a side character, bro. He's a side character to the main character. So, it's his job to take L's so the main character don't gotta take as many L's, bro. That's the purpose. Just don't forget, that's his role. And something like The Rock said, know your role. 
plain and simple, bro. Hold that L, G. Y'all just gotta embrace it. Side characters are made to hold L's. And Zoro is a side character. So what's his job? What's his role? To catch some L's. And he caught one. He caught one. I heard um there was a funny analogy that 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 uh that Bravo stream I, I I said to y'all. One of the dudes said that uh, us saying Zoro is not killing Kaido is like telling Zoro. Uh, no, yeah, us telling Zoro that Zoro is not killing Kaido is the equivalent of telling the kid that Santa is a zoo. <laughs> Basically, uh, they killed me. And it's true. Like, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's funny. Like, you don't see this in other series. It's like saying, um, it's like me saying, um, uh, Piccolo is going to kill Jira. Because, that's that's the equivalent to Zoro, so he's not even number two. Because that's that's reserved for like other characters. Or Vegeta's beating Jiren. That's that was never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Zoro's never gonna he's not gonna do that, bro. He don't even have a D in his name. He ain't even that important to the story at that point. So Look, bro, it's, it's funny that this popped up when I was scrolling on Twitter as we was talking about Zoro. But it was some nigga in Dallas during the protest. He was swinging a sword at the at black people, and they proceeded to jump him. <laughs> see what happens. Take, see what see, happens, man. See what happens? You see what happens, bro? It's just what happens when you, when you pick up them swords instead of throwing hands. Exactly, G. Throw hands instead, bro. It, it might make your life a lot more easy. <laughs> like that's the moral of the story. Just throw some hands, bro. Like bringing knives to a certain situation ain't gonna get 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 you right. But if you want to see said video, I did retweet it on our Twitter page. So make sure you check it out. So thank you for listening to Black Otaku's of the Culture. Uh, I really hope you did listen to the entire episode. It'd be it would mean a lot to us. It really would. But if not, that's really unfortunate because you missed out on some quality education. In the struggle of being a black man in America. But we appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Black Otaku. I mean the Black Otakus. Plain and simple. The Black Otakus. The Black Otakus. Straight up like that. And if uh make sure you are following you tweaking media on all plat- platforms that you can list the podcast on. Spotify, SoundCloud, um, Apple Podcasts. Whatever, we own there. G Google Podcast, we are on there. And if Joe Rogan get a hundred million dollars, so can you give us a hundred million dollars as well, G. So come on, man. Help us secure the bag, G. But we appreciate you guys for listening. Peace. Black Lives Matter and fuck the police. Exactly.